this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. Let me talk about the housing market a little bit. You know, the housing market has been going crazy. Uh, I have a friend who had 15 showings in the first day when they put their house on the market and had two offers over their asking price by a pretty significant amount. I mean, the market is still going crazy, at least here in Texas. I don't know if that's still holding up everywhere, but in Texas it is. And one of the side effects of this is you, your equity is more and more and more. You have more equity, which is great, typically, unless, you, of course, you're a victim of home title fraud. This makes you a, a real target for home title fraud because the more equity we have, the you have, the bigger the payday is for the cyber criminal who's stealing your uh, home title. Uh, it's something you do not want to go through. You do not want to try to unwind this with the banks and insurance companies and local governments and all this other stuff. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and read testimonials from FBI agents and government officials. See if this is right for you. I think it is. HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address and see if you're already a victim and don't even know it yet and then protect yourself going forward at HomeTitleLock.com. Mention Stu to get the listener discount. It's HomeTitleLock.com. freedom of speech and the upside down inside out world that we live in we've got a lot to talk about today we begin with what's being taught in our schools in 60 seconds you and your car had a good run you know there were good times bad times good times like all the long drives you know blasting the radio at the top of the volume windows down singing along Bad times, like, you know, right now when uh, the, check li- the check engine light is on and maybe you've had to abandon it at the side of the road. And you can't afford to get it fixed. It would just cost too much money. If only there was a way to get coverage for your car. There is. 
Good news. Plans through CarShield include coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, a trip reimbursement at no extra cost. CarShield has helped literally millions of drivers, and that's why they're America's number one car protection company. So please, do yourself a favor and get coverage today. Here's the best part. When you do, you're going to lock in your price. It will never go up. I mean it. As long as you have your car, as long as you have this insurance, it will never go up. That will protect you from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield.com slash Beck. Call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan and lock in your pricing forever. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. So, Stu, there was a story, um, and I want to see if you have uh, much on this. There was a story from Austin where a second grade teacher at a public school district uh, was teaching students about the subculture of furries. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the parents found out through flyers or second graders at the Austin independent school district learned about youth subcultures from goths to furries and many more. This is happening during the second week of April. One worksheet was titled Design Your Fursona. <laughs> and students were asked uh, if their fursona were male, female, or non-binary. Now, Austin ISD said this isn't in their curriculum. They have no information on it. Right. Is this true? It does seem to be false, actually, this one. It, it, there is a a former Reddit community that like basically tries to hoax the media and... Uh, come out with it's, I think it's called our drama like mm-hmm. they want to create drama basically so they made false uh, flyers so now this we, would be fake news this seems to be fake news I, I, I from I, the left or from the right I don't know if the okay. I, I don't know if they have an ideology or okay. if they just like to create drama but okay. uh, it All does right. seem like uh, some of this uh, is is not true okay so, Which is, I guess, I mean, it doesn't mean that we haven't seen this exact type of thing in 20 yeah, other places, but yeah, this, this but particular that's flyer. Good. Yeah. That's good. But um, I want you to know, I I looked into furries. You did? Yeah. Yeah. And there is actually... That's something a, you want to admit on, on the radio? Uh, Do you know well, where no, on? It's just the show science, started? It's okay. sci- I'm a science. I'm a doctor, man. That's okay. tr- you are a doctor. That's true. Um, so the Ish. furry fiesta did a... Hmm? Is that a site you frequent or is uh, that? No, a... I think that's a festival okay. of furries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a, uh, a survey of furries. And, and furries are basically people that dress up like animals. Let's Was not that... pretend you don't know what furries are. Is that to explain it to the audience? Obviously, I'm well versed in, the, in mm-hmm. the world of furries, but mm-hmm. is that basically what it is? You're like, do you dress up like I, a mascot? Y- Mm, I think it's more than that. You identify as as a, a mascot, as an as a mascot. Okay. Yeah, okay. All, All right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So these are the um, uh, these are the questions and the answers. And now let's just see if we needed a survey to figure out a lot of these things. Okay. How much of the furry fandom is Therian, otherkin, brony, or human? Now, I didn't know you were going to break down the furries because I'm a little loose on the furry thing already. You know what right. I mean? I, well, I think I got it. I, so I, I think I know two of those terms. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Human, 
<laughs> okay, good. I think I know yes. that one. You know that one. All I right. have heard of the term brony before, which brony. I believe are male f- fans of My Little Pony. Like you're a bro and you're a fan of My Little Pony. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Where friendship is mag- magic. It is yes. magic. Okay. It is. All right. So, um, so the data shows that you find about one in five furries will se- self-identify as Therian, which is, is somebody who describes themselves as a particular species of animal. So they are, I'm a wolf. I'm a Therian. I'm not just a furry. I'm a Therian. So you're a, sp- so a specific not, type. Of, you're not just like. I am not cheating with other animals. Mm-hmm. I am strictly wolf. Obviously. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 20 to 25% of furries also self-identify as a brony, where friendship is magic. Finally, mm-hmm. 65% of the sample checked human. Hmm. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Uh, a, a test revealed they just you know broke it out in different ways. 69.5% of non-Therians check the human box, but only 30, uh, 43% of Therians check the box. So in other words, if you're a wolf and only a wolf, you're less likely to claim you're a human too. Okay? Okay. I think that's really mm-hmm. crucial. Therians are more likely to identify as members of non-human animal species, less likely to self-identify as uh, humans. So I just want to throw that out there so you know. Okay. Now, what is the relationship status of most furries? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Six, I assume it's, it's, 6.5 are mm-hmm. in a master pet relationship. Okay. Master okay. pet. Mm-hmm. Polyamorous 5.8. An open relationship. I don't know. Maybe you're, I don't know. Chris Rock, look out. I'm just saying. A furry might come and slap you across the face if you say anything about their pet. Anyway, mm-hmm. polyamorous 5.8. Open relationship 6.9. Common law, point three. <laughs> married. I'm surprised that's so low. I know. Married, 5.8. Engaged, 5.4. Dating, 25. And a surprising 56% are single. Really? Yeah. 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 Now, remember, dating is an option. So over half of the furries aren't even dating. They're just single and alone. This is stunning. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. I thought so. I thought so. The living accommodations of the average furry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. We have. um, Is there a category for under bridge? uh, No, there's not. 15% of furries live alone. If you said furries, are they Uh, angry? Sorry, sorry. Mm -hmm. Furries live Mm -hmm. alone. Okay. Um, but the the majority live with their parents. Yes, their parents, absolutely. <laughs> right. yes. okay, I, mean, okay. I know. Okay, I mean, you know, I just wanted to say. Now they said that that's because you know these guys are you know I mean these 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 furries are um, you know in their twenties. And sometimes early 30s. And, you know, they're going to college and... And they're caring for their wonderful... See, are they their parents, though? Hmm? Well, if they are an animal, are their parents also animals? Or are they... No. 
they just a human gave birth to an animal. Don't make fun that, of this. I, that this is, is that science, is a legitimate man. question. This is science. Okay. You don't have so, the answer to it. That's why you're avoiding the question. So do these people have a full-time job? Okay. People who identify as, you know, an animal. Uh, do they have a full-time job? Shockingly, only 30% have a full-time job. Uh, 23% have uh, part-time. But 35% have full-time education going for them. Okay? So that's good. 22% completely unemployed. Now, let's look at that as a part of the population. Okay? 22% unemployed. I think that's a little higher than the average rate. But that just could be me. Now, does post-secondary education... Does that play a role in freedom? Apparently, yes. So in other words, if you go to college, you're more likely to become a furry. Again, a surprising result of this test. Mm. I, I didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Now, um, the political orientation of the furry population. What do you think? It's going to shock you. Green Party? Quite socially liberal. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, almost all f- uh, furries own pets, which is strange, really. Um, yeah, wait. So are they mm-hmm. are they pets or are they equals? Exactly. Do you own you do can you own a pet I if don't you're know. a furry? And how does that go with the master pet relationship? Which one's the pet? Which one's the master? And if you're a furry owning a pet, isn't that slavery? I think it is. It is. And if you eat, if you're not a vegan, you're also a cannibal. Right. Um, past psychological <laughs> research. Now, here it is. How much fantasy do furries engage in? Past psychological research suggests that fantasy engagement is pretty universal, that the average person has a pretty active fantasy life. Now, some would say, and I'm not a oh, I am a doctor. Uh, So some would say, including experts like me, that sure, fantasy, you know, is is fine. Thinking that you have a tail or that you are a wolf or just any animal that you choose to be at any time. And that's a big part of your life. I think that might be a problem. Now, take that from a doctor. Not all doctors, you know, only nine out of ten doctors agree when they're not uh, subject to some sort of abuse by social media. Um, so they're looking at um, why do you engage in this fantasy? Uh, the more furry a person was, the more they used fantasy to fulfill some currently unfulfilled need in their life. Now, I find that surprising. So in other words, they're pretending to be an animal because something is missing in their life. Oh, man. I hope the federal government paid for this. The more furry a person was, the more they tended to use fantasy as a means of motivating themselves. I'm trying to figure that one out. The more, well, no, actually, I don't have to. Only, what was it, 32% are employed? So, not more. Anyway, the more furry the person was, the more the ten, they, they tended to use fantasy as a means of coping with setbacks and failures. 
Hmm. The more furry a person was, the more they tended to use fantasy as a means of escape from the real world. Now, none of these really sound healthy, but maybe that's just me because the next question that they ask, is this healthy? Well, yes, according to the furries, they said, yeah, it's just a way to express yourself and to escape from reality. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, by the way, the, I could go into this, but I don't think we have time because it gets really, really deep and very scientific on how <laughs> furries and uh, bronies view each other because there's a split. The bronies and the furries don't really like each other. And uh, it's weird because, um, you know, they they both say they like each other. But then when they get down into the numbers here, it looks like there is real division and there could be. There could be some problems between the furries and the bronies uh, coming up. An intramural squabble of some yes, sort. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the, here's the best part of it. it. They just took part of the survey just for fun. And it was furry creativity. And I want, I want to read this on how they, how they said. Perhaps one of the most interesting questions we asked was assessing furry creativity. These questions taken from a well-validated creativity test developed by psychologists studying the psychology of creativity asked participants to create a number of different, oftentimes seemingly pointless writing tasks. I mean, seemingly pointless, that's right up their alley. The goal of questions is to assess the creativity of furries based on the uniqueness of the answers provided and the sheer number of answers provided. Furries are oftentimes said to be some of the most creative and non-conventional thinkers you'll ever meet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Non-conventional. Non-conventional. Huh. Below, the researcher says, I've compiled some of my favorite answers to the creativity questions that just will emphasize how creative and often hilarious furries can be. Okay. So they're going to be, these are going to blow you away. Mm -hmm. Here's the question. Please write down all of the different things you can do with a brick. <laughs> okay, this is great. Okay, some of these are one, make a brick cube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Draw eyes and a mouth on it to confuse someone. <laughs> Sell it and use the profits for anything. <laughs> it's so creative. Uh, create a nuclear reactor. <laughs> Wow, these guys are okay. Here's the here's the next question. What, please? No, these are creative. What I'm showing this? you how creative these people are. Please indicate all of the things that a chair and a desk have in common. Try to avoid the obvious. Both could be used to obstruct zombies. Both taste bad. Both could be used in as weapons in professional wrestling. Both hurt when you stub your toe on them. Both are fun to kick across the room. You're ready? They're both affected by gravity. Oh, man. I mean, look out, America. When these guys are in charge of America, problems fixed. Mm. American Financing, NMLS, one 8 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So let's say you're not a, f- 
uh, furry and you actually, you know, are going to make decent money and you have a house. Okay. Then you have children and that furry is lay, uh, you know, living uh, in your basement. Uh, and they have to buy all kinds of furry things, new tails, etc. And they don't have a job. So you're like, yeah, just use the credit card. Credit card gets maxed out on all those very important furry things. And now you're sitting here with 19% interest. And the furry is like, I don't even know what that means. What? I thought I just used this plastic thing and it gave me stuff. Nope, doesn't work that way. Now, if you're sitting there with high interest rates, please call American Financing. American Financing can help you get out of those 19% interest rates. That's the average, gang. That's what the average card is sitting at, 19% now. That number is going to go up, and that will cripple all of us. you got to get out of those uh, high interest credit card debt. If you have a house, please consider refinancing that uh, cre- those credit cards uh, do a consolidation loan american financing at 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 go to americanfinancing.net 10 seconds station id <laughs> create a nuclear reactor with a brick that's with a brick yeah, that's so funny. creative creative and funny oh, man by the way tonight at 9 p.m on the wednesday night if special- you say it's about furries Hmm. It better not be a-, a detailed look at the war on gender and the dark money network that is driving it. I don't think we can rule furries out. Here. I don't. I honestly <laughs> I don't. don't think you can. Um, this is this is something that it, it was planted decades ago in academia. It's called gender ideology. Since the 2015 Supreme Court decision legalizing gay marriage, there has been an explosion of the trans agenda, uh, the trans agenda across media, business, government and education. And it is all driving towards the utopia of total freedom from outdated distinctions of male and female and unrestricted sexual uh, freedom of any and all types. Okay. Well, this seems to be something that is just springing up and it's a change of the times. But that is not true. This is not grassroots. There is nothing organic about it. As we started doing our research on this, we were blown away. An academic ideology on its own cannot take hold in a culture. It requires patrons who have tons and tons of money. Dangerous ideology combined with super wealthy progressives, corporations, international organizations, and an army of nonprofits to form the poison that is currently coursing through the system of America. That is tonight. Join me for the Dark Money Network funding the war on gender. That's tonight at 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV and Blaze TV YouTube. You can also find it on Pluto. Um, uh, just look for the Blaze TV channel on Pluto. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Well, I'm going to take off my bunny costume uh, now. I mean, it was a sexy bunny costume. It wasn't. I wasn't anywhere near the president last night. I didn't want to confuse him. I was like, don't listen to me. I'm I'm a sexy bunny. That was the Easter bunny. And he and he looked right at me and said, No joke, man. 
the Glenn Beck Program. Two kinds of people in the world when it comes to dealing with disasters. There are the people who are surprised and the people who were prepared for it. There's actually three. The kind that were prepared for it, not surprised. And then the surprised people come over and go, when did this happen? And those, the third group of the people that snap on the first group of people. Anyway, when it comes to preparedness, please, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Please go to My Patriot Supply. They have emergency food kits, everything your family needs. If In fact, if you just go to the special address, preparewithglenn.com, you'll save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Get one for each person in your family. The kit is packed with delicious meals, lots of variety. You'll be glad you have it when the time comes. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. Orders ship quickly. Everything arrives in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Preparewithglenn.com. Don't wait until the world gets worse. Just prepare and put it out of your mind. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. Back to back tonight. Studios America and Glenn's special on furries. It's at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is George Soros in a bunny outfit. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So glad that you have tuned in today. We have Eric Schmidt. He is the Missouri Attorney General. Um, he's also a candidate for the uh, U.S. Senate. Uh, and he was um, he was one of the guys, along with Texas, that is asking the Supreme Court for a reinstatement of the retain, remain in Mexico policy because this the, the Biden policy is killing us, killing us. Uh, welcome to the program, Eric. How are you, sir? Great to be back with you, Glenn. I'm doing great. Good. Uh, how's your campaign going for Senate, by the way? It's good. I think people are responding. They, they want to fight her right now to shake up Washington, yeah. uh, you know, coming from Missouri. And that's certainly been my record as attorney general. We need reinforcements to save America. I know you talk about it every day, and that's my mission. So things are going well. Okay. So um, as the attorney general of Missouri, you are filing this uh, motion with the Supreme Court. They accepted it. You argued in front of them yesterday. Explain what you're arguing for. Is this the same thing as the uh, title? What is it? I want to say Title Nine, but it's not forty-two or oh, forty-two. Is it, yeah, 42. is it the same thing? It's not. Okay. So I'll take a step back here. So last year, Missouri and Texas challenged Biden trying to cancel. He came into office on day one. He reflexively tried to undo all of President Trump's successes, including the border security that we had. And so there were a couple pieces in place. Uh, including, by the way, finishing his border wall. We've got a lawsuit on that as well. But on, t- on Remain in Mexico, President Trump came in and said, look, uh, we're not going to do this catch and release business because people never show up for their court mm-hmm. date, right? So Mexico will be the waiting room while you wait for your asylum hearing, okay? It's very effective. And by the way, it sent a signal to the cartels that their business model will be disrupted because right now all they really need to do is get people across the border they get paid. Correct. And so Remain in Mexico is a big part of that. So we filed suit last year. We actually got a restraining order, um, and we got an injunction. We went all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said the injunction will remain. Now, we've been fighting with the Biden administration um, every month to try to get them to you know, re-implement, yeah. reinstate it. It's been a challenge, but the Supreme Court now heard it again, the argument on the merits. Now, 
Previously, they said we were likely to prevail on the merits, so we're hopeful, but we'll we'll see. So that's a battle on Remain in Mexico. Which okay, is effective. so hang on just a second, because all of the reporting that is coming out um, is saying that it looks like they are not going to uphold the Remain in Mexico. Well, we'll find out. It's hard to, you know, basing it on the, the justices' questions is yes. always kind of a tricky game. Yes. Um, so we don't know, right? That's what kind of hangs in the balance. So far, we've been successful in kind of pushing them not to completely abandon it, right? So we were able to win before, but yesterday's a new ball game, right? So yep. the Supreme Court will ultimately weigh in. Title 42 is different. Title 42 accounts for about 50% of all the expulsions, okay? President Trump created this, said, look, we don't know where these people are coming from. We, they, they might have and probably do have communicable diseases. Therefore, you can turn them back based on that public health rationale. That's Title 42, okay? That had remained in place and, con- and still continued, even though it's a porous border, about 50% of the expulsions. If that goes away, Glenn, the estimates are of 18,000 people a day coming illegally that we know of. It would be a, right now we've seen waves and waves of illegal immigration. It would be an absolute tsunami if that happens, because we're entering a busy season anyway. There's no good time to do it. This is certainly a terrible time to do it. Biden knows it, wants to do it anyway. And we would see, you know, Lieutenant Governor Patrick in Texas, I'll give him credit for citing the statistic. If you extrapolate, you get rid of Remain in Mexico, you get rid of Title 42, you don't have the border wall. If you extrapolate that over his four years, that could be 30 million people coming here illegally. That's the state of Texas. That's five Missouris, okay? They are fundamentally trying to change this country through their you know, illegal immigration policy. So earlier this week, Glenn, we obtained a temporary restraining order preventing them from ending Title 42, but we're going to be back in court on May 13th. So this is the fight goes on. But those are <sighs> for me in Mexico, Title 42 are two big pieces of the Trump era policies that we're working that Biden wants to dismantle. How is this affect? I know how it's affecting uh, Texas. It is. I mean, it is overwhelming Texas, uh, especially mm-hmm. any of these border towns. They're just, you know, people are just being dumped off. And there are soon there will be in many of these towns more illegals than there are citizens. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- what do you do about it? So how well, is this? Every, yeah. How is this affecting uh, Missouri and the rest of the country? Every state is a border state, Glenn, because I've been to the border twice. The problems, the criminal activity, the fentanyl, the drugs, the human trafficking, it doesn't just stop in El Paso. It doesn't just stop in McAllen. It ends up in Columbia, Missouri, in Joplin, Missouri, in Columbus, Ohio, in Denver, Colorado. Every state's a border state when you have this crisis that we see at the border. And so, you know, we've taken on human trafficking. We see fentanyl now um, killing people in every community across this country. Overdose deaths now account for the high, it's the highest um, uh, cause of death now for 18 to 45-year-olds. And it is flooding across the border. A border a uh, law enforcement agent told me last time I was down there, Glenn, that the economic value for the human smuggling alone is $100 million a week. Oh, my gosh. They're running the show. And this administration is willingly doing it. And my contention is that this is on purpose. They know a reckoning is coming in November. They want to pack the court. They want to add states to the union. They want to federalize our elections. They want to fundamentally change this country forever. 
And what they're doing at the border now is all part and parcel of that. And so we've got to do everything we can to stop it. But it's very obvious what they're doing. Elizabeth Warren just this past weekend said, well, you know, now that they're over here, we ought to just grant amnesty. So they're saying the quiet Jeez. part out loud. And it's just a mess. It's a disaster. Um, all right. Well, the uh, Supreme Court, are they going to come out with this decision earlier than the summer, do you think? I mean, no, I think they'll, they'll come down with the rest of their decisions here in a in a couple of months is, uh, is is likely when this will come down. Well, if Title 42 goes down, I mean, that's almost too late then, isn't it? I mean, yeah, Title 42, Title 42 is a big one. And again, and here's what the level of lawlessness, Glenn, I don't think people even appreciate sometimes they were talking about ending Title 42 in mid-May. There were reports then that he was just instructing, they were, the, they, were just, they were instructing Border Patrol agents just to stop enforcing Title 42 altogether, even before mid-May, which is why we went in this week and said, hey, we need a temporary restraining order to prevent them to, from doing that before our hearing in mid-May. Right. So, again, they're playing for keeps. Um, they got their pedal to metal. Um, but, you know, it's going to be up to states like Missouri and Texas to push back. We're doing it. Um, and we're going to do everything we can to save this republic. Thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate it. Eric Schmidt, he is the Missouri Attorney General that joined with the Attorney General of Texas to try to get our our borders under control. Also running for U.S. Senate, you can find him at schmidtforsenate.gov. Thanks so much, Eric. I appreciate it. Take care, Glenn. You bet. Uh, Inflation is kicking us in the teeth, and it is only going to get worse. We have to find ways to save money, and there's many things that you can do. Um, Have you just gone through your credit card bill and just canceled all the things that you might have subscribed to, like a long time ago, and it's just you know $5 every month? Those things are adding up. We have to look for every single way. Now, there's a big nut that you can really reduce and save some money, and that is on your cell phone service. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they're on the same cell towers. You get the same great service plus the peace of mind that comes with knowing your money is supporting things like free speech, life, liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides amazing service. Patriot Mobile shares your values, supports organizations for religious freedom and constitutional rights, and they will save you money. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash back. If you're on the phone with them, make sure you tell them, uh, give them the promo code back. You'll get free activation. You can also get that at PatriotMobile.com slash back or 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. I don't know if the average person is following the Twitter thing as much as those of us in the media are. Uh, it's a big deal. I think maybe the average person is looking at Elon Musk as a, a white knight that is riding in and somebody finally sticking up for them who has the clout to do it. Uh, I think that's a universal feeling, at least for half the country. The other half is freaking out of their mind. It's so weird. So I mean, bizarre. All he is saying is he wants people to be able to to 
speak freely yeah. more often. And he says, my definition of freedom of speech is what's legal speech. Yeah. If it's if it's not legal or people don't want it to be legal, then they'll pass laws to make it not legal. I really think that's something that more companies should embrace I as agree. a philosophy. I, I complain about oh. this all the time in the NFL or in, in other sports where teams are constantly supposed to be able to investigate some potential crime committed by one of their players and punish them outside of the legal system. Like just if they get if they're charged or convicted with a crime, then you react to it. You don't need to go and and send detectives out to try to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. That is not your job. Uh, it's not your job as an organization that's a private business. And I think they try to do this all the time. If you if you violate a, a, a law, I don't think any of us have any problem with uh, with there being ramifications nope. on a social network. The problem is, of course, that it's just been one way, and it's yeah, been it's weaponized, and it's not. Nothing to do with legal or yeah, not. It's just yeah. opinions. Yeah. So, and I keep coming back to this. Like, I think Elon Musk will improve this. I think conservatives at some level will be disappointed that it's not going to be perfect. And at times, yeah, Elon Musk is going to make decisions that we don't like. Yeah. You know, I mean, and not just Elon Musk, but the company under yeah. Elon Musk. And, you know, so when he does censor a conservative, people are going to freak out about it because it probably will happen. He's talked about it already. He's just said he's going to give people timeouts instead of permanent bans. You know, people are going to be upset about that, I think, on the conservative side at some level. Look, the but first thing that's going to happen, we'll day one, it. he takes over and says, OK, it's free. Uh, everybody can say what they want. Day one, you're going to have the freaks from the fringes, both sides coming in. You're going to have the Jesse Smollett's who are pretending to be the conservative, saying all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody should just brace for that and know it's a bunch of idiots. Uh, and it will be the fringes that take control of the media again, and the media will spin it. But it won't be that way. Here's the thing that concerns me. Elon Musk has uh, a lot of his, you know, he, he's, he's making batteries. He's making cars. He's... Um, doing international trade. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's involved in financing. All of these things. Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah. Neuralink. That guy is messing with the U.S. government, the Chinese government, all social media, the entire <laughs> left, all media organizations on earth, anybody who has any power, the Great Reset, all of it. I mean, if this guy is still standing in two years, it'll be amazing because they're going to unleash hell on him. He's taking on quite a bit. I will say, too, I keep there's this weird strain of thought that's like, okay, look, he's not going to make that much. Yes, he might improve free speech a little bit, but I think your Twitter experience is going to be pretty much the same. I mean, he's not going to it's not going to be that much different. People are expecting all this difference. What has Elon Musk done that would make you believe he's going to keep this thing the same? Nothing ever. Nothing. The guy makes flamethrowers. Yeah. He he. People will tweet at him and say, "Hey, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if my Tesla uh, honked at the uh, uh, along with the Carol of the Bells song?" Yes. And then he just installs it, it as a feature in his cars. Yeah. He, the the technology is going to be vastly improved. I think the company is going to make tons and tons more money. He's a really well. He's the good problem at with this. the money thing again mm-hmm. is if he. I mean, they could shut him off right now. Just think of the Great Reset. Mm. All they have to do is just go, you know what, Twitter, they're, they're, gonna, they're part of the problem. And they'll drive all of the sponsors away. All of the sponsors away. So, I mean, he could be sitting here 
if they decide to do what they've done to people like us, it takes an enormous effort to survive. That's true. And I just don't know. Remember, this is not a guy who's going to violate ESG scores, or at least the E part of it. He's the ultimate E. He is the E in ESG. I know. I know. He's, he is. This is something to get wrap your arms around when we look at Elon Musk as a hero. He is an environmental extremist. He is not. Uh, he's not even like I love the Earth. He is building spaceships to escape the Earth partially because of global warming. Right, but he doesn't believe in ESG. No, he doesn't. But he he, he hates ESG and the Great Reset. He's totally in the right on that. But he is not going to violate the E. No, he is. He's going to violate the S. But I don't have a problem if you are. (laughs) I don't either. If you're like Elon Musk, you could. I I respect him for building space. He's doing what he really believes. I good for him. Yeah. Just don't force everybody else to do it. Yeah. There's just I think there's this thing because he's just not crazy uh, on a lot of these things. When it comes to free speech and gender and, and COVID and all these other things, because he's just not insane, we think, oh, this guy's conservative. He's not. He's not. He's, he's not, not conservative. Nor does he want anyone to believe he's conservative. Yeah. He is really his own thing. And when you get when you he's, have two hundred eighty billion dollars, you I, get to be your own thing. I know that he is South African, so mm. you know technically I understand. But he is the quintessential American. He is and a I, guy who comes. From another place, he leaves South Africa because he doesn't want to fight in the army to suppress blacks during apartheid. So he comes to the United States. He has an idea. He builds this empire. That's what America is. Yeah, I think it was. I want to say it was Jeremy Boring over at our friend over at the Daily Wire who tweeted something to the effect of like Elon Musk is the greatest living American. And of course, everyone on the left's like, he's not, he's from South Africa, you idiot. I don't know. I consider immigrants Americans when they come here legally. <laughs> exactly That's right. That's what I think of And them. the reason why he left was because he didn't want to serve. Right. Uh, what are they going to call him? A draft, a Dodge draft, uh, a draft dodger. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> what are you going to call well, him? I mean, there were people on the left who've been like, you know, this guy wants the return of apartheid. Like, really? He seemed to try to go away from that. That's that why was, he left South Africa. It really is amazing. No, uh, it's 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 amazing to see this stuff happen, and and it is great to see the left expose itself oh, because yeah. always it, it, it is sure they I'm are against glad, free speech, and I'm glad they're doing it with Elon Musk because he has the balls to continue to stand. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about American (laughs) financing. Look, right now, your home has great value. That value uh, will probably come down uh, in the future. But you have access to whatever growth your your house is now worth. You have access to that cash, that cash. You can go to American financing and get uh, in in a form of a consolidation loan. As long as you can pay all your mortgage and everything else. There is nothing better than getting out of 19% interest and locking in 4 or 5% interest and getting those credit card bills off of your back and paid for. Call American Financing. See how they can help you with your finances now. American Financing at 800-906-2440. They've been through these times before, and they and their clients weather the storm because they work for you, not the banks. They're not going to put you into something crazy. AmericanFinancing.net. Let them help you now. AmericanFinancing.net, 
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Most people in America are supporting uh, the Ukrainians. Most people are saying, yes, we should do more to help them. Well, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. But the way we're going about it is a bit disturbing. Something doesn't feel right. We talk about that in 60 seconds. So what does the Weimar Republic, Zimbabwe, and Venezuela all have in common? We all know they ended up looking like our country is about to look if we can't turn the ship around uh, on you know these this economic inflation iceberg inflation is running rampant in the united states and through europe do you know inflation now in germany is the highest it's been since 1945 it's running at 30 percent inflation that's nuts so we know about printing of money but how come we're not how come we're surprised by this inflation how come we don't look at the people that printed the money and say hey this has got to stop the reason why and the reason why we're going to accept any solution is because we don't really know what causes it we don't know how it works um, and we don't know the people behind it people behind it really the treasury and the fed the fed they just loaned japan in two quarters last year seven trillion dollars we had to just print that money up that's how inflation gets to be a uh, a real problem for countries there is a new book out by the tuttle twins uh the tuttle twins i've been telling you about these books they're for your your um, kids in your in your house to teach them the basic principles There's one on the Fed now and inflation that I think is so important that everyone should have. It's so critical that you understand it as well as teach it to your kids. You can get it for free now at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Free copy, Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is your last chance to get this free book. It ends this week, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Okay, so I want to go through a couple of a couple of things. First of all, there is real problems in China. Uh, China is still closing everything down and their society is collapsing. Shanghai, there are stories now and it's amazing because these are Americans that live in Shanghai and in the story that was uh, I can't remember it was an American journal. They did not want to be identified in fear of repercussions. And what they're saying is, as soon as this lockdown's over, I'm out of here. I love the quote from one of them uh, that said, uh, the problem with this is there's no one to turn to for help. Bingo. Now you understand the problem with an all-encompassing government. Whenever they decide they're going to do something, there's no one to turn for help. Who's going to help you? You're going to call the police because that's the government. You're going to call the politician because that's the government. You're going to call the military because that's the government. You're going to call the media because that's the government. So it's it's falling apart badly. And the ships that are stuck in port and trying to get into port, unlike anything the world has ever seen this is much worse than it was with covid remember when we couldn't get anything 
Now it's causing all kinds of problems, and we are just at the beginning of this story. Um, This is an epic black swan event. Uh, And with the war in Ukraine and the bird flu pandemic, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to that, but that's causing real problems here in the United States. Uh, And this is this is assuming now that in the next 12 months, there are no natural disasters. We are now facing the worst global food crisis since World War Two. I want you to think about this. The worst food crisis since World War Two. This is a problem. Senator um, uh, Roger Marshall said that we are going into a worldwide famine and, quote, it is definitely going to happen. Now, let me just give you a couple of things that just, you know, the low hanging fruit here so you can understand what's coming. You're going into the grocery store. Have you noticed that there's not empty shelves, but they're they're not as full as they usually are? If you've noticed that, you might have noticed that in the canned dog food. Canned dog food is there's starting to be a shortage in America of canned dog food. Not going to be able to get it. Why? Couple of reasons. Chicken and turkey, because of the Asian flu, now going through our bird population, which we are just slaughtering turkeys and chickens left and right. Um, You can't get cheap food for your dog. You can't get the chicken and the turkey for the dog food. Plus... There's an aluminum can shortage. There's a shortage of aluminum. Those two things are only going to get worse. Now, if you also are heading into summer, wherever you live and there are pools around, try buying chlorine. You're about to see a growing problem with chlorine. The pandemic is not the problem this time. This is Hurricane Laura in late 2020. It it leveled the facilities of a major chlorine manufacturing plant in Louisiana. Forty percent of all of our chlorine is made at that plant. Well, that was two years ago. What? Why isn't that plant back online? Because of the building supply shortage. They can't get it back online because they don't have the supplies they need to rebuild it. There's also the baby for, uh, formula shortage that is continuing and getting worse. Have you tried to buy bulk food? Uh, you know, uh, I kind of hang in the circles of preppers and uh, and my church is big on this. You try to go to they're always like, we got food. We got food. Don't worry. We, you can just come get food and buy the food here at cheap price. You can't buy it. You can only buy it in limited supplies now. That is remarkable. Rice is going to go up. Rice is going to go way up. The food shortages are going to get worse, and we will feel them here. Over in Europe, they're already rationing cooking oil. Because of the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian war, inflation, supply chain, shortages of energy, food, raw materials and labor are all going to accelerate this. Uh, And the war is only going to make things worse, which 
brings me to two things. First of all, Russia has just cut off a major supply of natural gas to Poland. Gazprom just cut off the gas supplies to two countries that are both NATO members. And it marks the first time of of us being able to say, yeah, Ronald Reagan said this would happen. Why did you let them do this? But they have become dependent on Gazprom and dependent on Russian fuel. And now the they've turned it off. It's the first time since the Soviet era uh, that uh, Russia reacted this way. So now gas supplies are down. We are not doing anything about it here. In fact, Putin, I mean, uh, Biden is delaying more things that we could do to help with the gas supply. And he's saying no at this point for environmental reasons. But here's what's really disturbing. Listen to the story from the Washington Examiner. Near the beginning of the Russian invasion in Ukraine, which commenced February 24th, U.S. intel provided to the Ukrainians help that defeated a Russian operation that was meant to wrest control of the airport near Kiev. They helped and it gave the Ukrainians the ability to shoot down a Russian transport plane carrying hundreds of Russian troops, according to NBC News. Had Russia been able to maintain the control of the airport, its forces uh, captured it for a short time, Moscow could have used it to solve many of its logistical and supply problems. Various U.S. defense and intelligence officials have spoken in broad terms about the intelligence sharing with the Ukrainians while frequently choosing not to get into specifics. However, in a statement, a spokesperson for the National Security Council told the outlet, quote, we are regularly providing detailed, timely intelligence to the Ukrainians on the battlefield to help them defend their country against Russian aggression, and we will continue to do so. General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, told the House Armed Services Committee that, quote, we have, and I'm not going to reveal in an open hearing, the intelligence we have collected and how we did all that, but this war has arguably been the most successful intelligence operation in U.S. military history. The chairman also pointed out that the U.S. played significant role in providing Ukraine with the tools to ensure Russia did not achieve air superiority. Quote, the fundamental significance of air defense systems in order to deny an opponent that ability to achieve air superiority and supremacy. That's what's been done by the Ukrainians. But it was done with a huge amount of help from the United States with Stinger missiles. Also, because of our intelligence feeds and quote why the hell are we saying these things there is a great article in the federalist listen to this as the war in ukraine drags on the united states is making a clash with russia more likely with each passing week 
What are we to make of a comment from Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin that the Biden administration's goal in Ukraine is to see Russia weakened to the degree that they can't do the kinds of things that it is done in invading Ukraine? Austin made the remark in a press conference with the Secretary of State after the pair met with Ukraine's President Zelensky in Kiev. In, uh, in what was the highest level visit by U.S. officials since Russia in, invaded Ukraine. One obvious conclusion we can draw from Austin's comment is that the Biden administration is now committed openly to a policy of escalation in Ukraine. The White House intends on keeping the war in Ukraine alive with the stated goal of weakening Moscow by continuing to pour new and more advanced weaponry onto the war-ravaged country. Indeed, Austin and Blinken announced a new round of military aid on Monday to, to Ukraine, bringing the total amount to $3.7 billion since the invasion began. After resisting pressure early in the conflict to support Ukraine with advanced weapon systems, the Biden administration has changed course. It is now preparing to send heavy artillery, helicopters, armored personnel carriers, anti-aircraft radar systems, advanced attack drones, and other weapons. Austin told members of the press that the Defense Department won't just send weapons, but will expand military training for Ukrainian service members in the region on certain weapon systems being provided. Quote, Delivering all of this aid is an escalation of the U.S. involvement in the war. Senior U.S. military officers at a facility in Poland described accelerating logistical network for supplying weapons and material to Ukraine. So they are sending all of this stuff over. They're sending it into Ukraine from Poland by railroad. Now, did you hear? That after uh, these clowns were over in Ukraine, meeting with Zelensky. That just after they left the country, Russia bombed the train stations. How did Blinken leave Ukraine? By train. Minutes later, they bombed the train stations. Imagine if there would have been a timing issue on that one. What was it the foreign minister said from Russia this week? Sergei Lavrov. You'll remember him from, you know, many much of the Trump uh, Russia uh, talk back in the day that the media was so obsessed with. Uh, he came out and in on state run media said the danger for World War Three was real. The danger is serious. It is real. You can't underestimate it. Also spoke about the possibility of nuclear war being real. And, you know, all of this stuff doesn't make any sense. You're, you're totally right saying, you know, we shouldn't be announcing all this stuff all the time. Even like, for example, the Blinken visit, right? They announced this. Now, what's his face from uh, Great Britain went over there and we found out about it when he was already there or had already. Well, it always happens. That's the way it always happens. We are instead saying it in advance. So we're like, hey, on you know Saturday, uh, Blinken's going to be over there, our secretary of state. Now, that opens you up to all sorts of issues. For example, even the type of thing where a rogue group of Ukrainians, mm -hmm. right, who want to draw us into mm -hmm. this uh, war 
could uh, could uh, affect that situation. What if one of our officials is over there and God forbid something happens to them? Whether I mean, of course, obviously the suspicion immediately is going to be Russian forces, but it could be anybody. And if that were to happen, we could be drawn into this war. It's, we tell them in advance we're going to be there. Seems like a massive mistake to me. I, Luckily, nothing happened. But as you point out, it was pretty close. I mean, if they, they're saying the Russians are signaling to us, don't come. Don't do this. Don't be involved in this. And we keep saying, well, not only are we going to be involved in it, we're going to embarrass you publicly by telling everyone that we're involved in it and you can't do anything about it. Now, as Russia gets more and more desperate here and cornered, so what are they going to do? So let me tell you what some are speculating is coming, and it's the key date of, I think it's May 15th. I'll give it to you here in just a second. When you donate to charity... I mean, you're probably like me. You want to make sure that it's a worthy cause, that it does what it says it's going to do. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Charity Navigator, rates them four out of four. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes with their families. So when somebody goes down, a first responder or a military service member, they don't come home and there's children left behind, they pay the mortgage to lift the financial burden off of that family so they can be stable. Catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling the severely injured to live more independent lives. And now Operation Home Base, Tunnel Tunnel to Towers, is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. This is who we are. This is how Americans behave. And you can be involved for $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It's Tunnel to Towers, $11 a month. Help them out. T2T.org. 10 seconds, station ID. So if we look at what is uh, if we look at what is is happening over in Ukraine and you look at um, where things could uh, head, you have Putin and Russia painted into a corner military seemingly teetering on collapse. They have zero replacement capacity for most of the weapon systems that they've lost too many high tech components. Um, and unless he can dramatically change the narrative in Russia, he needs a million volunteers to join the army. And that would be a solid six months before any of the new recruits could come online. So there's two ways he can handle this surrender or up the stakes. So it's not the 15th. It's the 9th. May 9th is a huge holiday and celebration in Russia. It's the day that um, it's the day that they beat the Nazis. And remember, they lost like 20 million people in the war against the Nazis in Russia. It was a horrific thing. So they remember this. And this is a huge day of celebration. There is a shot that May 9th is such an important day that Putin will use May 9th as a launching ground. Um, Possibly, I mean, some people think um, nukes, tactical nukes, which he will say, oh, 
we're not bluffing your turn. It wouldn't be an ICBM kind of thing. This is a, you know, a tactical nuke. It would be used, you know, over um, troops or something like that. But it is a nuke. How would we respond? That could be happening as soon as May 9th. Just say a prayer that everybody stays calm until that goes. And and somehow or another, we don't inflame the situation. I, I think it is not insane. Historic, historically speaking, the progressives, uh, the Fabian socialists in, in Great Britain, they wanted World War I. They wanted it with bated breath. They helped egg it along. Uh, I, I just fear that there are those all over the world that feel the same way about this. They want the Great Reset's uh, uh, cover. The Glenn Beck Program. If you find somebody in life who looks at you the way a cyber criminal looks at you uh, and your personal information once he's hacked in and uh, uh, assessed it, uh, you know, you're 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 in trouble if you're one of those people who still operate under the assumption that cybercrime is one of those things that just happen to other people. Uh, it, it doesn't. It uh, doesn't need to happen to you, but it will if we don't protect ourselves, take some basic things. Cybercrime. Is a growing problem uh, and. Nobody can catch everything. Nobody can follow all transactions or anything like that. But you can protect yourself with LifeLock. I think they're the best in the business. And if something slips by them and you do become a victim, they have a restoration specialist that can work with you to help fix the problem quickly. And that is key. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. Lifelock.com. All right. Get the Great Reset. It's the brand new book from Glenn Beck. You can get it at glennsnewbook.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome tonight on my Wednesday night special, a detailed look at the war on gender and the dark money network that's driving it. What we're witnessing is um, is something that was the seeds were planted lo- a long time ago, gender ideology. Uh, and this is not spreading because of, you know, natural pollinization. This is there, there. This there are bees pollinizing, uh, giving pollen to everywhere they possibly can to make these things grow, and uh, those bees have been very, very busy. Uh, it's dangerous ideology combined with super wealthy progressives. Corporations are involved, international organizations, and an army of nonprofits that form the poison that is currently waking, uh, making its way through the body of America. Dark Money Network, the funding of the war on gender. Tonight only on Blaze TV. It's my special at 9 p.m. We'll see you there. 9 p.m. BlazeTV.com, Blaze TV YouTube, and Pluto. <sighs> now, 
I have been talking to you about a parallel economy. And I want to bring to you different things that people are doing to help. And we are playing a, a, a nasty game of catch-up. Uh, I talked about the Tides Foundation, what, 15 years ago. The Tides Foundation, th- this, this network of money uh, is just is astounding, as you will see tonight, on what the left is doing. And it's all shady. I don't want to be involved in anything shady. But I do want to stop giving my money to places that are not helping. There is a new credit card uh, that is coming out, and I I want to make sure I understand it. Uh, The credit card, it's a credit card for conservatives. It's called COIN, C-O-I-G-N. And Rob Collins is the guy who's launching this. He's the founder. Rob, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. This is a, a real honor. Long time listener. So really well, appreciate uh, being on your show. So people, so they know who you are. You founded the American Action Network. You ran the National Republican Senatorial Campaign in 2014, which was a good year. You also yeah. were the confirmation Sherpa uh, for um, Neil Gorsuch with Donald Trump. Yes. Okay. So, yes. so you've been around. You know the game that everybody is playing. Tell me what's happening here. With coin, well, as you just described, I spent a lot of time of my twenties, thirties in politics, and um, you know, um, invested a, a lot of of that energy I had to to help win elections, and I loved it, and it was great. But you know, I just started to see that while while politics is critical, and that's how we make our policies, we got to start innovating in the private sector. You know, we got to start disrupting the model because it is so skewed against, you know, 40, 50 million Americans that if we don't innovate in the private sector, we're never going to be able to catch up. I mean, the mm-hmm. Tide Center, the Tide Foundation, as you said, you know, the top 10 credit cards have given it over a million and a half dollars. And uh, let me assure you, there is no analogous contribution for no. groups that think, no. think, think, think differently than mm-hmm. the Tide Center. And conservatives just have been left out. And, and our voices you know, sometimes they rise up and we've seen that in the last week, but generally it's just a dull murmur because we're spread throughout the credit system. Um, you know, we, we talk about it, we complain to one another, but for the largest ideological group in America, we're out of the public square. You know, we have to whisper even amongst ourselves about mm-hmm. things that we don't like. And this is just a way for folks who like to talk about it or folks who are just quiet, but want to give back. To know two things. One, uh, with COIN, you're going to get a great credit card. You're going to get 1% cash back, all the protections, Visa, all the stuff you expect from every other credit card you're at. But every time you swipe COIN, the comp- our, our company will take a piece of the merchant fee and contribute it to conservative charities. And uh, we're going to have a system where uh, folks will be able to vote and feel like, you know, hey, I actually, I did something. They asked me to do something. I got my card. I used it. And then, you know, once a quarter that we're going to have four or five charities we'll put up for uh, vote. And, and I voted for a charity and they got, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to do good things that I really support. And, you know, next time we'll have some different charities. But, you know, our biggest thing is, is, is trying to help people find that voice again and find that collective action that says, hey, um, you know, I'll listen to us and, and also feel good that their commerce is investing in things that they believe in. I, I think that's really important. I, I'm very concerned about um, 
the ESG standards and the banking community. And, and this is still tied to the banking community, right? You're using MasterCard and Visa as your, your backbone, right? Well, you know, yes. I mean, just disrupting is hard. You can't, Yo, no, I know. <laughs> Believe me. I you know. Can't see, yeah. You can't see 50 years of control to the left and right. say, to, we, we like it back, please. You know what they, right. you know, I can tell you, I mean, we have true patriots who, as investors, uh, who, because we went to the respectable places, we went to the venture funds, and and, uh, and they say you would start by saying, "Hey, we have a, you know, forty percent of the American public that's looking for something. We have the market research," and they'd say, "Great," and we'd say, "Conservative," and they'd say, "Not interested." So I mean, we that's had crazy. We had, we, yeah, I mean, these are you know, conservatives, longer tenure in their job, own their own home, own their own car, married, you know, they're, they're, they are the cream of the credit crop. And yet we, had, we, would, we would get our doors, the door slammed in our face because we'd say the C word. <laughs> so we'd, so we, we had to go uh, to, to really to, to people who, who understand the movement and are willing to invest in parallel economy right. uh, startups. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be on your show today. So and that's just the reality of, of where we are. What is the what is the main goal? You see this in five years. What what is your hope that this turns into? Um, a we can we can donate tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to conservative charities. Now wait, uh, hang on just a second. Do. When you say conservative charities. What kind of charities are you for? I know it's going to be up for a vote, but are you thinking, uh, for instance, uh, like First Liberty, ones that are defending things in the court or, you know, like, uh, you know, so something that is going to rescue people? I, I think there's two ways to look at it, which is, you know, we'd love to have people suggest charities on our we launched yesterday and we've already had you know, probably 30 or 40 emails with people saying, Hey, consider this one. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to have a rotation and we'd like to have, you know, broad categories. Um, you know, you know, we, like I, I heard earlier, you were talking about, uh, tunnels to towers. I mean, we, we'd love to partner with great veterans charities that aren't afraid of conservatives, yeah. um, education, uh, religious freedom, um, smaller, smarter government, uh, conservation, you know, kind of offer folks. Got because, it. You know, you know, we want to have a broad spectrum, but we want to rotate out the charities. You know, we'd love to find smaller charities that are starting up and give them a little boost, um, but also support bigger ones. You know, I mean, we're not, you know, we really, the biggest thing for us is we want to make sure they're conservative and we want to make sure that if our folks, you know, if coin money is going to our customers' money, that they deliver. They, they're transparent, you know, uh, the, 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 that the charity rating firm said these are good charities. And that they that they really that, that the ROI for our folks is, is tangible. That's really important to us. So, how do people get involved in, with uh, Coin? Uh, you can go to our website, uh, coign dot com, coin dot com, and uh, like us on you know whatever social media you, you know Facebook. You know, we're all over the place, and just try to and, and then just tell your friends. I mean, instead of saying, you know, under, uh, you know, buying closed doors, <laughs> isn't this so terrible? Like tell your friends, join this and yeah. let's, you know, let's start, let's have an open conversations and let's get back kind of where we've always been as a country, which is a, we, you can speak your mind, but also you don't have, you know, the corporations funding causes that like, it's, it's, it's not enough that they they push their own worldview. They don't like us and they're trying to push us out. Yeah. And, 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 you know, indoctrinate our kids and tell us what to think and how to act when it should be, 
you know what, like you're a customer of ours and we respect you, not you should respect us. I know that we have, um, you know, we have a sponsor, Patriot Mobile, and they've done the same thing. They're on the same cell tower. So they're they're renting space from these big guys so they could provide the coverage. But I know I'm a member because I don't want to give the, the big cell companies any of my money. I know I have to, you know, Patriot Mobile is paying them a little bit for the space on the tower. But at this point, that's the best option we have. I want to stop giving these people money. Uh, and this is a, just like Patriot Mobile. This is another way to do it uh, with your credit card. So if you have Visa, MasterCard or anything, uh, you might want to consider today going to coin.com. That's C-O-I-G-N. Any reason why you spelled it that way other than because you did, couldn't get coin.com? You, you nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. we, we, wanted it, we wanted a short, clean website. Yeah. We wanted a short, clean name. And we know we'll have a little little name building to do. Yeah. But uh, uh, just, you know, we like the alliteration yeah. of coin card for conservatives. Coin, C-O-I-G-N.com, coin.com. Rob, thank you very much. Let us know how it's going. We'd love it. Thank you. you. Appreciate it. it. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, inflation soaring to record highs uh, and your credit cards are going to soar to record highs as well. Most people are going to have to put their life on credit card. And this is going to be a problem because the banks are going to start moving that credit card interest rate up higher and higher and higher. Uh, It is. um, Gosh, it's the impoverishing of America. It really is. Nineteen percent. I think it's nineteen point nine is is what the average credit card payer is is um, paying right now. Nineteen percent. You can lower that down to you know into the fours or five if you take the value of your house and you take your credit cards. I bet your house has probably grown twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in price. Uh, that price is going to start to go down again. But right now you have access to that cash. May I suggest don't put yourself in a worse situation and then, you know, go out and use the credit cards again. Take that 19 percent interest rate, get it down to 5 percent in a consolidation loan. Pay that thing off as fast as you can and do it while you have access to the money before your house starts to lose value again. It's American Financing. They'll explain all of this to you at 800-906-2440. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is... The Glenn Back Program. Evanston Skokie School District number 65 has just adopted a radical gender curriculum that teaches pre-kindergarten through third grade students to celebrate the transgender flag and break the gender binary established by white colonizers. This is ridiculous. Are you telling me that Native Americans didn't know the difference between male and female? That there were a hundred different genders with with uh, Africans in Africa. Are you kidding me? 
Uh, they are doing an experiment now with neo pronouns such as Z, Zer, and Tree. Uh, the Chicago area district's LGBTQ plus equity week uh, administrators of the teachers union adopted last year. Curriculum begins in pre-kindergarten, a series of lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity. The lesson plan opens with an introduction to the rainbow flag and teaches students that each color in the flag has a meaning. The teacher also presents the transgender flag and the basic concepts of gender identity, explaining that we call people we call people with more than one gender or no gender, non-binary or queer. Finally, the lesson plan has the teacher leading the class to create a rainbow flag, which has the instructions to, quote, gather students on the rug Ask them to show you their flags and proudly hang the class flag where they can all see it. There are those children who feel like a girl and a boy or like neither a boy or a girl. And we can call these children transgender. This is from the curriculum. Students are expected to be able to explain the importance uh, of the rainbow flag and trans flag and are asked to consider their own gender identity. Kindergartners read two books that affirm transgender conversion, study photographs of boys in dresses, and learn details about uh, the transgender flag, and then perform a rainbow dance. Okay, let me just tell you something. Last one out, turn off the lights. I mean, this is really, look at what we've done. Our kids, we started in the 90s saying, you know what, Every, everybody gets a trophy. And now because of that, now all these years later, we knew that was wrong. We knew that. The majority of Americans knew that was wrong. But the more majority of Americans did nothing, didn't say anything about it, and we all got trophies, and we all bitched about it at home. Now that generation is now in school and exiting school, and they're crying all the time. <laughs> it's not fair. Of course they think that we allowed that to happen these people are incapable of a free capitalist society they're incapable do you know to be an entrepreneur it requires great risk great pain if you're not willing to risk you have to work for somebody else and just do as you're told do you think Elon Musk got where he was because he was afraid of risk? He was afraid somebody would say something bad, that something bad might happen, that he might get hurt. No. Do you think that happened with the people in the space program? I don't know. It could blow up. They knew that. They were willing to do it anyway. Unless we teach our children the truth, and I mean right now, do not repeat the past. Everybody gets a trophy. No, they don't. No, they don't. Hey, kids, come on over here. We're going to play a sport where only one team gets the trophy. You either win or you lose. That doesn't make you losers. It just means you didn't do as well as they did. Better luck next time. It is time to stand for the truth. Otherwise, we're doomed as a nation. And last one out, hit the lights. If we have lights. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Legend has it that once upon a time, there was a line of fashionable, 
and customizable belts. Yes, these belts were made in America. They could be gotten at a reasonable price. It seems impossible, but the legends are true. I've seen it with my own eyes, and you can too, at grip6.com slash stew. If you go to grip6.com slash stew, you will find a small company in Utah that sells stuff all over the United States, all over the world, but they source everything here. Uh, so they are a fantastic company, and they love this country. How many times have we talked about a company that hates this country, that seems to despise it? Well, that's not Grip6. They are the opposite. They love this country. They source things here because they believe in this country. Uh, you can get these great belts. They're cool. They're minimalist. They're, uh, they're really, you know, you'll, you'll really enjoy them. They also have great wallets. They have great socks as well that keep your feet cold in studios that happen to be 18 degrees at any given moment. Uh, Grip6.com is the place to go. Grip6.com slash stew. Use the code stew. You'll save 15%. It's grip, the number six, dot com slash stew. Get 15% off today. Grip6.com slash stew. Radio show starts here in just seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I've got a few stories that just defy category, explanation, it, proof that truth is stranger than fiction because fiction has got to make sense. We stop in the, the news stories that just don't fit this universe in 60 seconds. You know, I made a lot of people mad over the years, uh, and almost to a person, they all asked me the same question, how do you sleep at night? And I can say quite well, quite well, honestly. Um, you should, in fact, I should just give them a card for MyPillow.com uh, because, man, that'll change everything, you know? Now, I don't know how they sleep at night, even with, you know, a MyPillow. Maybe it's because they just hate Mike, Lind- they hate Mike Lindell so much, they just won't do it. But the Giza Dream Sheets, ah, you'll sleep like a baby. For the moment, the Giza Dream Sheets are 60% off. That's as low now as $39.99 if you use the promo code BECK. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com. Radio listener specials is what you click on. You put in my name, Beck, and uh, you'll, uh, you'll find the Giza Dream Sheets and all their other specials, which will also help you sleep well at night. I mean... I mean, unless you're a communist Marxist that just, you know, wants to destroy America, then I don't know how you do it. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. Stu, this is going to come as a surprise to you, Mm. but um, Diamond Blount. uh, Diamond Blount is uh, somebody that was convicted 
of uh, rape. Uh, and uh, Diamond is like, OK, well, you know, that's that was before I became Diamond. You know, that's when I was Ramel Blount. OK, now I'm Diamond. And so oh. a judge in New York. So your, your entire criminal record should be wiped out, right? Well, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, he, she did go to prison for rape, oh, no. but because he was now identifying as a woman, he was housed in the women's facility. Oh, good. This, I, you know, this is one of those things we've always used as an example of the absurd possibilities if yeah. this were to continue. And no. it's good to know that it is no. actually happening no. in real life. Yeah. So while he was a resident, I love that, a resident mm-hmm. of the Rose M. Singer Center, the section of the prison. Not a it, prisoner, but a resident. A resident. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a section of the prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it had drapes and everything else oh, and maybe nice. sewing machines for the women. You know, the women folk, they like kitchens. Like, like Diamond. You know, like Diamond. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but apparently uh, Diamond also likes to violently rape women in a bathroom. Diamond does? Diamond does. Are you talking about Ramel? Nope, Diamond. Because no. Ramel did do that. But you're not saying know, Diamond did it no, as well. No, Diamond did it as well. Wow. What are the odds? What are the odds? No, I they're can't. Both, they're both related. I mean, they're both named Blunt. I think they're I think they're both related. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what's the odds that both of them violently raped women? I don't think the percentage chances of this occurring would be anything over 100%. Well... Well, I have to tell you, I, uh, I would like to, I'd like to side with you, but I don't yeah. know the lesbian experience. Right. You're, so, you're not well versed in that. No, because you are not, because that's I'm not a lesbian. Well, I actually am a lesbian. I am only attracted to women. So mm. I think maybe that, no, so that was rape. Okay. Next story uh, that just doesn't seem to make sense to me. CNN executives, when they started their streaming platform that lasted a full four weeks, Mm -hmm. I'd like to spend the time counting, but it's just two, one, two, three. It's just too high of a number to spend that kind of time Mm -hmm. counting the weeks. Um, They, um, the CNN executives thought that they could attract 30 million global subscriptions <clears throat> because they they broke this de- apparently there's a memo with this mm-hmm. uh 29 million CNN superfans they they believe there are 29 they believed believe <laughs> Hard D. Hard D. There's a hard stop on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They believed that there were 29 million superfans. Now, I don't know where they come up with that number, uh, but most of those superfans feel trapped at the airport. Uh, Just saying. Right. They are in a very long delay to go yes. to Albuquerque. Yes. And CNN happens to be mm. on the television. That mm. does not make a super fan. No. It doesn't even make a person no, who makes wants a to super watch. super max. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't even people who would, would be enticed to watch it for free. No. 
No. They're certainly not going to pay for no. it. No. 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 And okay. I, if you had to make an honest guess, a guess of the number, legitimately, the number of CNN super fans, and you were in that meeting and they were saying this, no joking around, what would you place that number at? 8,300. Yeah, I would say I would say mm-hmm. super fans globally. globally mm-hmm. I would say less than a hundred thousand. Much less you than a ha- hundred thousand. You have to include the insane. You have There's to. Way include. more people. The, the insane people don't. don't I'm not talk saying trash about them. No, I'm not saying all insane. I'm saying there's a subset of insane people. There may the insane people of the world may be more likely to delve into the world of CNN Plus, right. but they are not exclusively right. Well, the problem is all of those people subscribed. They just they they just did it in their imaginary world, right? So those um, super fans are still enjoying CNN Plus. The, the the fact that they had a legitimate estimate, or not a legitimate estimate, but an estimate that someone provided them that they would have thirty million subscribers is crime. Uh, you know, I think they're blaming McKinsey for this, the the consulting outfit, mm. which is one of the most you know world yeah. renowned. You know, were they the ones that came up with twenty nine million? I've heard them blamed for it. I don't know for mm-hmm. sure if it, it was them, but that is who is uh, at least getting the yeah, well, shade from uh, inside sources. Sure. Well, you can't blame any of the people working at CNN. No, they're above, you know, oh, they're above reproach. Well, you as know. you know, Glenn, we at this time. Do not have enough information to judge whether this was a success I or failure. I heard that from the potato. I heard you, that. You heard a potato? Say yeah, I think it was a potato. It was a potato in a suit, an ill-fitting suit. Really? Yeah. And he was like, we can't really judge, you know, if, if this is a success or not. How could one know? How could? I, how, what information has been provided to make a determination? $300 million to- spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, no real subscribers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And other uh, than this, though, and, and the fact that it's been shut down already. What right. what 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 information do we have as to judge whether it was su- other a success than those or things? Failure? We don't. We don't have we don't anything. Have any, we don't so have it's anything. too early to know. Yeah. I think my that, my thought is by the year twenty three eighteen, we will have a a beginning of the understanding as to whether CNN sure. Plus was a success or failure. Sure. It's going to take that much time. Though. Yeah. It, this is just well, too important a project. The most important thing least, that CNN has done since its launch. It's was. at least 75 years before we can get to that. I mean, they've got as much information as the CDC yeah. and the FDA. It's, <laughs> right. we got to wait. Never going to know. Um, so, uh, Ahiko Kondo from Japan mm-hmm. has just married Hatsum Miku which uh, is lovely. Uh, she's a fictional computer synthesized pop singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was very disappointed because he said no one in his family showed up for the wedding. You're kidding me. And I would just wow. <laughs> like to say that's one of the first things that's come out of Japan that has made sense to me <laughs> in uh, quite, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Quite a long time. I think... I think that's the way we should be. You know, we should in America. I'm I'm not so sure that would happen. I think a lot of people would go. You don't you don't want to hurt his feelings. You don't don't deny that that is a fictional character and just on his computer. That's his love. We got to bet. Love wins always. Mm. Love wins. See, I think I would get if if that invitation came in the mail my wife would say oh we're not going to that and i would say are you kidding me i gotta see this 
I've got to be a part of this situation. Yeah, I would go with you under <laughs> that, go, guys. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's material for weeks. Where are, you guys, about that? where are you guys going on your honeymoon? They should. He should have invited us. Yeah. We would have come. I would have flown to Japan to watch that thing happen. <laughs> that would have been a fun <laughs> ceremony. Well, here's one. Uh, a man with nine wives. Nine Wives. Nine wives. Nine wives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has just been married, uh, crazily, in a church in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he says that um, he just has a sexual appetite that just can't be satiated uh, with just one wife. Uh, he sounds like a dream come true, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he tried to you know, have sex by appointment. But he said that was just too difficult because there were times that he was thinking about the other girl and, and he wanted to be, you know, her. And it then would be was, easier. You, you just kind of pick on demand, right? You do walk in. That's what select. It, it's well, like when you walk done. into, a, a, you know, 7-Eleven, they have a bunch of different flavors yeah. of monster energy drinks. You yeah. don't want to have just one that you would schedule in advance. I don't always have Cool Ranch Doritos. Right. You, you might want I mean? nacho cheese. You might want spicy nacho. You might want that spicy chili, gum. which is spicy, sweet chili, which yeah. is delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, you know, I, I just want a candy bar, you know, mm-hmm. so, and you should be able to have whatever you whatever, want, whenever, 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 uh, asterisk within the bounds of holy matrimony. That is a really important thing. I don't want it would be really a bad thing if people decided they could just have sex outside of marriage. When this is going on, instead marry as many people as you can, and then just rotate through. That's the that's the it's the godly way of doing it. Apparently, I think it's going to last. <laughs> well, now I should say he married. Uh-huh. He married eight. He's already lost one. No. Yes, he lost no. one. Yeah, she on second thought. You know, when she sobered up, uh, mm. she thought. I might have had too much communion wine here. Oh really? I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I thought they were my bridesmaids. <laughs> Uh, and apparently, no, they were all his wife. This is so. why you marry fictional characters. Yeah. <laughs> they, they always stick around. Yeah. And they don't mm-hmm. see you can delete them. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boop. They're gone. <laughs> Let me tell you about Goldline, uh, the premier precious metals provider in America. Um, Goldline clients, about 30% of Goldline clients buy silver instead of gold. Um, silver, I think, is going to become more and more important because uh, it's not as expensive as gold uh, and it's better for trading. You know, hey, you've got some collector coins. I have some collector coins. Definitely, you know, not currency, but we can trade um, and good for barter, you know. Oh, by the way, we have a Ben Franklin silver round that I designed. It's sold out every week, but a new supply has now been uh, minted. You can call and say that I sent you. You'll When you buy the uh, Ben Franklin silver round, you'll get uh, a mind your business bar of silver with every purchase that includes silver uh, Ben Franklin rounds. The more you buy, the more you get for free. It's silver. Good reason to have silver call them and ask them why call goldline today find out how to get started it's 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com 10 seconds station id (laughs) 
tonight on the Wednesday night special, a detailed look at the war on gender and the dark money network that is driving it. You know, the problem is we have been played for fools in many ways. We're a very, I think, accepting nation. You know, we're the most by far the most diverse nation in the history of the world. There is nobody that has had this. I mean, because we're all pretty much we're all from someplace else. And we came over here and we united around a few, you know, really important principles like, hey, leave other people alone and don't steal their stuff, you know. Uh, And um, we're very tolerant because of that. It has been used against us. Uh, And now we're called a bigot for any reason whatsoever. This gender ideology thing is really, really very dangerous. Uh, There was just a story that I gave you out of the Chicago area where they're teaching it to preschool kids um, that, you know, you don't have to be a boy or a girl. This is insanity. It's insanity. The culture is not changing just because times are changing this is a well calculated plan and also a very well funded plan this is not a new civil rights movement this is a dangerous ideology and it is coming from super wealthy progressives and corporations and international organizations that are funding all of this tonight i will show you that connection and that collection of people from the nonprofits to the international uh, organizations, corp- uh, corporations, and the very super wealthy progressives, you need to see how this is. This is not something that is naturally springing up. We've done our homework, and tonight we give it to you. The Dark Money Network funding the war on gender. If you're not a subscriber, will you please become a subscriber? Use the promo code Glenn at blazetv.com. That's tonight at uh, 9 o'clock, right after a new Stu Does America. I'm going to say it more excited because the music's out. Stu Does America! Yeah! Yeah, tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern. And then we're going to have, uh, are you going to be popping on the show today, I think, Glenn, to kind of give a little preview? I always enjoy our conversations. Mm. Um, you know, oh, I mean, that's not, one of us. Not as not 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 sincerely, but I do. I, for public consumption, I enjoy our conversations. Okay, all right, that's great. Sure. They're they're wonderful. Yeah, they really I mean, for are. For the air, I'll play along. Sure, it's great. It's, it's a great time, it's and I think time. people will. It actually <laughs> is. It. It's weird because we talk for three hours with each other, and then I get on your show, and it's like a completely different conversation. It's weird. Yeah, I think it's because uh, you're the host. Yeah, I guess that is the way it yeah. works. It's nice to be the guest. It's great to be the, the guest. The guest is the place to be. It is. Because you just come on and you just get to people ask you questions and you just rant and then you go home and you don't care if the show succeeds or not. Yeah. You just like, you know, I don't care. You just, I don't, were we on the air? Don't know. Don't, don't care. Don't know. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. If don't the care. thing fails, if it falls in the toilet, gets Whatever. canceled tomorrow. Not my fault. Yeah. It's the host's fault. Yeah. And it is in this particular case. <laughs> um, let, can I play uh, MSNBC has Twitter disinformation disinformation concerns the big lie still loom large over the party which has gone all in on disinformation to serve its political ads and now news yesterday that elon musk who seems to at least at this point possess more expansive views on speech than twitter's current management what has purchased twitter that has sent shockwaves through much of the anti-disinformation political universe musk's purchase of twitter 
comes after years in which we've all witnessed and lived through the power and the peril of rampant disinformation. Really? The New York Times puts it like this, quote, the 2016 U.S. presidential election and the Brexit vote that same year gave mm. Silicon Valley executives, U.S. elected officials, and the public a peek into what can go wrong okay, stop. on social media. Look at that. Do you see what she's saying? In 2016, there was, there was no... There was there was no Russian collusion. I mean, there was uh, some, but not what they said it was. Not collusion. And, and, but uh, yeah, they no were collusion. Attacked. Yeah. And there wasn't enough to make a difference mm -hmm. in that particular one. There was the kind of the opening foray into that, mm -hmm. but not enough to make difference. And then the Brexit vote. So she's saying we see what happens. I mean, look at that. Look what happened. When you allow speech. When you allow people vote for things I don't like. Yes. That's their standard. Yeah. And Nicole Wallace, I've never seen a clip of her where she doesn't look like she's about to burst into tears. She, I think they all are. I think they uh, Again, what are what is he advocating for? He's advocating for people to be able to say the things they want to say. He's advocating for a transparent process if you do violate their rules. If I said this to you, if I said this to you in 2002, Stu, we are going to get to a place to where you won't be able to say that you agree with the former president. They've banned the president on all. He's not talking. He's not allowed to talk out in the open unless he's given a speech at a private thing. He's not allowed to use any of the social services mm -hmm. or any of the networks. They just don't cover him. And uh, you can't That's say incredible. that a man can't have a baby. You would have never believed it. I would have been like, what the hell is a social network? Yeah. You know, that's, what is it? What, sure. what, what are we, <laughs> no, it's true though. I mean, you would have never, I would have never believed it. I wouldn't have ever believed it. And you know me, I've, I've been on the cutting edge of the crazy stuff. I would have never believed that we would be here. And you can, you could tell that they're not sincere. I mean, they keep arguing for people to have no restrictions on voting. So the people, they want the fringiest of fringe voters with almost no interest in politics on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to vote, who are obviously the people who are most affected by disinformation. They don't have any heartfelt Idea. foundations, right? So they can be won over very easily. They want those people voting because they know those people vote for them. That's why they care. It has nothing to do with disinformation. They just want control. Uh, the Glenn Beck Program. She'd write a series of books called Control. That's a Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Brooke wrote in about her dog's experience with rough greens. She says, I wasn't sure my German Shepherd would eat it or even like it, but I heard you talking about Uno and how much he liked it, and I decided to try the free trial. Well, she loves rough greens. We were out for about two days once, and she wouldn't eat. She was protesting until her monthly bag arrived. A don't I know it, Brooke. She's been bright-eyed, energetic uh, lately. I cannot recommend Rough Greens highly enough. I'm with you. This It's really an amazing thing. Now, it's not a dog food. If you are feeding your dog uh, kibble food, that's really where it's going to really make an impact. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that you're going to be like Brooke and her dog or me and my dog. Your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal. You just go to roughgreens.com slash back. They'll give you a free trial bag. It's free. All you do is pay for shipping. 
make sure your dog likes it and then order your next bag and boy you will see a difference in your dog i have roughgreens.com slash beck tonight back to back studios america and glenn tv don't miss it on blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn I want to welcome back a very good friend of the program. Somebody, if you're a longtime listener of this uh, program, uh, you might remember Riaz Patal. He is now the founder of Connect Effect. He is a TV producer, a two-time Emmy nominee. Couldn't get it done, huh? <laughs> Martha Stewart, both times. And she wasn't even there. She wasn't there. Um, but uh, uh, he's also a guy that... I think we met in 2015 or 2016 Mm -hmm. and um, there was a shooting. You're a Muslim, Mm -hmm. uh, you're a gay man and there was a shooting and you were, you know, the media was telling you this is really, this is what's happening. And then Trump came along and you're like, okay, I got to know what's really going on. Yeah. And you went up to Alaska yeah, uh, and said, I just want to meet these people because I can't live in a world if that's really what I'm surrounded by. Yes. And you found out that's not. Not remotely. Yeah. Not remotely. That 50% of the population are not the cliche that I was yeah. led to believe. They're yeah. actually real human beings. And we had such a great time getting together. I still follow you on Instagram. We, we chat from time to time. But um, the, the thing that always strike, uh, struck me was how honest you always were. You were really looking for information. You weren't trying to prove anything. You just wanted to know what the truth was and how different our understanding of the news was because you lived in your world. Yes. And I lived in my world. And I remember putting things up on the chalkboard and you said, none of those things happen. No, none of those things I knew about. Yeah. Not and they at were all. Big stories to yeah. conservatives. It was mm. weird. Never. And it used to be the strangest thing when I would come here and visit you that I'd get on the plane and leave the L.A. feeds yeah. And arrive here, completely different news, completely different stories. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. They're yeah. two different worlds. So you've been trying to bridge the gap yeah. uh, for a long time. Uh, and we talked about shows where mm-hmm. you could actually talk. Things have only gotten worse. Yes, absolutely. And I think that was the big problem was the screen world. And I call it the screen world. All the edits that magically appear for us on our yeah. phone is the screen world. Is not the real world. It's a very particular point of view and very highly edited. And so to me, for seven years, it's what is the truth? And every time I would bring people together, seven people, 10 people, 50 people in Alaska or, or Dallas or New York, it, they were never the cliches that I was led to believe. And I constantly was wondering, how do they connect and why wouldn't they connect? And really, it came down to the power of the screen world is now the way we see the world. Not People can be standing in front of us mm-hmm. and we cannot see them or their humanity because we see them through the edits that we think we know about it them. It is really terrifying because that's, is. you know, we were talking off the air. Children's suicide and depression is off the charts. I Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, I think it's because of this. There's yes. nothing real. You don't really know people. There's no, re- and COVID only made it worse, mm-hmm. no real connections going on. And, connect, and that's the thing. It's so funny. Everyone seems to be lacking true authentic connection. And the thing that I realized over seven years is that true connection is not remotely information-based, even if we're all living in an information age, that the words we exchange are 7% of communication. It's the body language, it's the tone, it's all of those things that create humanity. None of those you get from a screen. You just get the words. 
which mm-hmm. is why mm-hmm. sequentially posting at each other gets us absolutely nowhere fast. And so I kept trying to think, what is a way to do this, to hard reset actually physical people in a room so that they can see each other and not see the edits that they think they know about each other? And that took seven years of testing and testing and testing. So how are you, how are you going to do this? So it's called Connect Effect. And what it is, it's an in-person, it's an entertainment experience. And it's designed that way because I reached out to a policy institute and they said, everything we're doing about bridging and facilitated conversations not working. People just show up with more information and they just keep exchanging it and no one actually listens and no one actually learns or is impacted. So it was how can I get people in a physical room, and we do 50 to 100 people at a time, to really see each other, the people in the room, the real world, and not the screen world, not seeing each other through the screen world. And it takes, it's a hard reset of their humanity. So how do you do mm-hmm. that? Because you, I, I would think that you would, depending on where you are, you would have a lot of conservatives show up mm-hmm. and some very timid liberals, or a lot of liberals show up and some very timid conservatives, and you would fight an agenda. Yes. You know what I mean? So how do you, how do you, how are you getting that? You know, the thing is, the actual connect effect, what it is, is this, is that when you connect with someone in a meaningful in-person way, in person, human to human, you'll talk openly and honestly. It's how we mm-hmm. met. When we sat down opposite each other in 2016, and I came with my information, we just looked at each other and we're like, oh, you're just a human being who wants to know. Yeah. Once you have that connection, you'll talk openly and honestly. When you talk openly and honestly, you will understand. And that understanding deepens the connection. That's the connect effect. Right. Now people are talking without the connection, and it's just this exchanging of information. But it, so they don't talk first. They sit back, and from the moment the doors open, there's music, there's images on the screen, two sides of stories that people have never seen, whether it's edits they've seen in the news. Oh, yeah, that's what CNN ran, that's what Fox, side by side. And it constantly says, which edit do you see? Which edit do you not see? And we're constantly running through history. Mm. Here's an edit you do know, an edit. So before we even start the program, they're seeing you're only, that they're only seeing one edit. And so it would, I would imagine it's very important to let the audience know that you're not trying to change them politically. Not at all. You're just trying to say, you don't know the whole story. You don't know the whole story. Sides. And the whole story doesn't necessarily even matter when you are trying to fix things in your world. You and I did a podcast special a while ago where we brought seven Americans together to talk about guns. And it was so great. And they just spiraled and spiraled until the NRA firearms instructor and the Moms Demand Action woman spent time together, made a joke, and suddenly all the defenses were gone because they had connected. Yeah. And then they talked openly, they understood, and they realized that we're 90% there. Yeah. But when they were all in a room, guarded with their information, yeah, I'm Before this- we started, it, we, we were both concerned yeah. this could be a nightmare. Absolutely. And by the end, I think the Marxist professor was like, this was great. Yeah. Yeah, because they stop seeing each other through the screens. And the screens come at you all day, every day. And the way the screens work is for attention extraction, is what they call it at Google. That's all they're doing. And so whatever you like, they'll send you more of it. If you're angry about this, they'll send you more. Because the real facts are that anger makes money. The easiest shift to create in a human being is anger. Yeah. What travels faster than any virus? Fear. And so if the screens are constantly making you feel the world is burning constantly, then you are never going to be able to connect. But they make cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching more money the more you're watching. And so we hard reset the shared humanity of the people in the room. And it's very interesting because at some point they start realizing, wait, I was going to say that, but I only know that from a screen. And so we say to people, talk about what you know. Did you work on the front line of COVID? Great. Tell us about that. If you didn't, 
It's your time to sit back and listen because you received a screen edit that was designed to make you upset and angry to look at more, to look at more, to look at more, to look at more ads. And so I'm trying to get people, the amazing thing is when people meet in the real world, they're constantly engaging each other with what they know from the screen, which has little to no relevance to the person that they're talking to. Um, you, the first one is happening where in Orange County, in Orange County, this Saturday, April 30th, um, I'm working with an organization called civic genius. And I really was, re- I was relentless when I was finding a partner that they did not have a political affiliation because I cannot tell someone no. what the way they should think. I don't live their life. I haven't lived their lives thousands and thousands of days as them. That's not, it's actually not the, I shouldn't say that. The problem is people who are trying to tell people what to think mm-hmm. not how to think what to think you will believe this i don't care what side it's on you believe this and there's no compromise you must believe this yeah. or you are bad bad that it's that's what's killing us yeah that's and, what's killing and us. when you and i met years ago i came in with this perception of what i thought you were and when we sat the humanity clicked in and we were able to talk and all i want the whole point of this is i just want people to stop fighting in their families and stop fighting in their communities. Because if you can't, can't sit down with the people in your community to solve your problems, no one wins. So what age group are you This doing? is mostly 18 and over, but 18 to 80. It can be okay. anyone. And, um, uh, and <clears throat> when you go, um, do you have to participate or can you just watch? You can, you can. So everyone sits and it's everything's designed the way the seats are set up, the way the screen works. It's all highly, highly, highly produced. So everyone sits in this very large U. So there's no hiding in the back. But how it's people... It's like an AA meeting. It's like <laughs> you can't go anywhere. You must stay. But you, not everyone speaks. And who speaks is random. It's actually done through a way inside their pouches. Some people have a chip and some people don't. And the people with blue chips have to stand up and then they have a conversation. It's a way, but before... So you're not speaking to, I mean, you are speaking in front of the whole group, Mm -hmm. but you're not speaking and having interaction with the whole group. No. The whole group is kind of channeling it through different conversations. Correct. Correct. And a lot of them, we say it's one story told between two worlds. One is the real world, all of us in the room. And the other is all the media we have on the screen. And so the screen plays a large part in it with edits and media coming at the audience, showing them, well, what is true? Because if this is true on the screen, it can't be true in the real world. And we're constantly juxtaposing the two. And it really ends up being this mind-blowing hard reset. So do you have, are you going to have video mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you return maybe and, and show me some video and, and give me the results of what this happened? We can. We, we actually have two tests on the website, connecteffect.us under testimonials. Oh, okay. One we took women and we said, if women once connected, could they solve each other's most deep, challenging question? So we took these total strangers, didn't know each other, connected them, and they're reading these unbelievable vulnerable questions like, why am I single my whole life? Why do I draw men that would abuse me? And the audience helps them find the answer. That's unbelievable. It's incredible because all that happens is we have a problem, we go to an expert. We have a problem, we go to an expert. Diagnosed, medicated. Sometimes we just need opinions of other people and social buffering, and that doesn't exist anymore. So that was one test. The other was at a university because we had students at this university afraid of each other, not just physically, but ideologically. Oh, yeah. And so we thought, could we take students once connected after 60 minutes, would they be open to the other side's ideology? And you look at the video, they were. They saw the whole thing differently, and they realized that all these people in the real world in the room are not the enemies that they perceive coming through the edits. So how do you get people to, I mean, are you just traveling the country? Are you asking for we, 
places to host you? We are. It? We're looking for organizations. We're looking for churches, synagogues, anywhere where people have stopped talking, which is pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. We're looking. And it's not just led by me. It's a system that's replicated and designed to be done by many people. The system is called Epic. Forbes described it was a game changer a few years ago. It's a different way of approaching people that you have to engage through equalization. That's the E. If I don't look at you as an equal, what are the point are we talking about? Like, exactly why am right. I talking to you exactly if I don't think right. you're an equal? And then beyond that, the P is personalization. I don't care what you read because whatever you read, I've got, you've got stats, I've got stats. You've got mm-hmm. articles, I've got articles. Now we go nowhere. What do you know? What have you experienced of racism? What have you experienced of suffering? That's what I need to know. But if you keep bringing, I kept bridging these conversations and I have seven people in the room and 480 opinions. And suddenly Nancy Pelosi was there and Mitch McConnell. And I'm like, why are they in the room? They're certainly not going to be helping you fix your problem in your school. Mm -hmm. And so it's personalization. Then information gathering. The thing I tell people, stop talking about what you know. We know what you know. Ask people, what do I not know? That is the, the I think that is one of the real keys to yes. if people say I can't talk to them um, or I want to just I need to change their mind. If you're approaching a conversation that way, you are saying to yourself, they don't have anything of value to teach me. Yes. And which, when you both exchange that just the basic thing, and I don't mean stats, I mean, you as a person. Yes. How did you get there? As soon as you get there, things change. I I always ask people, why are we not cyclopses? Why do we have two eyes that do the exact same thing, not even an inch and a half apart? Because that's the only way to see depth and perspective. So I tell people, look at the world with your view. You need the other view to see the world in more than two dimensions. You have to know what you don't know. Constantly, I would come to the blaze and you and I would sit down, whether we were traveling on a project, mm. and I would learn so much about the world that I never knew and likewise, vice versa. Likewise, And it was the only way that I saw things with depth. It was no longer a two-dimensional edit. In the screen world, it was three-dimensional in the real world. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Yeah, we got to wrap up. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. The, the scripture, there must be opposition in all things. All of it must you know? be. We, we we don't want to argue and you've got to agree to one side. No, there must be opposition in all for things. solutions. Yes. Yes. And and to see depth. Yes. So Riaz, thank you so much. Uh, you can uh, find out more on this at connecteffect.us. That's connecteffect.us. Kelly wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She says, I'm 63 years old. I'm fairly active, but I was experiencing pain in my right hip and my shoulder every single day, which made, you know, my activities pretty difficult. I'm happy to say just a couple of weeks into taking Relief Factor and the and the pain is substantially better. I'm so happy with the results. This product works and it's a true blessing. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for just trying it. I know I tried it a few years ago and I didn't think it was going to work and it's changed my life. Three week quick start. All you have to do, it's 1995. Try it for three weeks. You take it three times a day. If you're not seeing any relief in the first three weeks, you're probably not going to see any difference. But 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. Relieffactor.com. Call 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. It's relieffactor.com. Get your life back and feel the difference. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, just got to give you some breaking news here on, uh, you know, TikTok. Yeah. Uh, TikTok, obviously, this is minor. We need to get back into the important news of Elon Musk buying Twitter here in just a second. But let me just throw this out there just so you have the information. You know, TikTok, the fastest growing social media network in history that's owned by the Chinese government. Um, the new headline is how TikTok Live became a strip club filled with 15 year olds. Again, but um, can we please talk about the real issue? Yeah, we'll get to that. I just freedom just, of speech. There's freedom of speech with Elon Musk. He's rich. Basically, there's this way that you can apparently tip 15 um, uh, year olds to a strip in front of you uh, on, on TikTok. You know, look, that's a minor thing. I, I, I just want to make sure you understand the context wow. of the story before we get back to the important thing that a rich person has bought Twitter, which before this, I don't know if you know this, no. was charity. Yeah, it was not uh, a collection of rich people. It was not a collection of rich <laughs> no. Jack from Twitter. Poor. Very, very poor. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's fully endorsed uh, the Elon Musk takeover, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. should all, you know, cry about the changes that are going on there. Um, but I, you know, I wish not, you would stop talking because I really got to get back onto the Chinese government uh, funded and operated TikTok. Yeah, uh, we, we, you know. but, you know, but don't think about that. That's not important at all. We, you know, just because we have a much larger social network that's growing faster than anyone in the history of the Internet, we should just embrace it fully and ignore that growth while we talk about us. A, a social network with one fifth the size. Okay. Uh, changing ownership. Let's focus on, on that instead. Is uh, white power anti Asian rants. Thank you very much, Stu. We'll see you tonight. Tonight, very important show, 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck.